Hey, everybody. Welcome to Black and White Christianity. I'm your host, Tyreek Osborne. My co-host here, Walter Mitchell. We are so happy to have you all back again. Um, if you're first time viewing, thank you for showing up. If you're if you're a recurrent sh- uh, viewer, it's awesome to have you back here. All right. What we're going to be talking about today is waiting on the Lord. Um, before we get into it, I just want to ask you, how you doing, buddy? You look a little flustered over there. I'm going to be honest with you. I see what you did there. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? I see <laughs> what you did there. I give I give one opportunity for you to do the intro, and you just give it all you got, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't let you uh, I'm down. Doing, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Very, awesome. very happy to be here. So. Um, super excited to be here again, uh, to do another podcast, man. Um, yep. I'm just super thankful to be here. I'm happy everybody's viewing and we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Um, our topic waiting on the Lord. What, what does that, what, what are some of the things that come to your mind when you hear wait on the Lord? What, what, what are some of the things that just automatically pop up? Uh, patience. Patience is one of those things. Uh, I have a, I have a view of this from the good side, and I have a view of this from the bad side. You know, when you hear waiting on the Lord, you normally uh, have to do it patience. But there's another side of, of a group that would say it's almost waiting to a place of like unproductivity and laziness. Like you're you're mm-hmm. literally waiting for the Lord to do everything for you uh, instead of going forth and then putting your hope and faith that He'll go with you. Uh, and then there's the other side that is waiting patiently while continuing to do the basic task that he gave us before he left. So that's that's what I think of in the two camps of waiting on the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, well said. I, I completely agree with you. When when we think about waiting on the Lord, patience has to be one of them. Honestly, patience, one of the uh, fruits of the spirit as well. We have to we have to cultivate our patience, you know. And uh, also to touch on what you said, the, the, you know, the laziness aspect, when people say, you know, I'm going to wait on the Lord, it literally means I'm going to be unproductive. I'm not going to do anything. And I'm going to wait for this miraculous miracle or sign to show me where I'm supposed to go. And, you know, all of that. And uh, there's a, there's a real danger there. And there's a danger that is still present very much to this day. I, I know a lot of people in that camp um that that are just like you know i'm waiting on the lord to do this thing you know and and you ask them you know, what are you doing in the meantime like you know right uh, you know to prepare yourself or to get things together you know to to be able to move when you get this sign or you know you feel like the lord is leading you this way are you are you preparing yourself for that time to come or are you just you know you think you think everything is going to be just laid out for you so beautiful all you got to do is walk through it <laughs> There's, there's, yeah, there's, so when people hear, when I hear the phrase waiting on the Lord, I often think of the large event that you're waiting for. You're waiting for this massive event to happen. That's going to be groundbreaking life altering. um, That's going to come upon you because of your patience uh, unto the Lord. Instead, what I, what, 
the scripture is more apt to, to say is, while you're waiting on the Lord, continue to do these other things that are just vi- being very consistent. Prayer, biblical reading, serving of the saints, making sure that you're loving on the people of God, you know, doing whatever gift you were given, using said gift to continue to further his kingdom, to preach the gospel, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach others to uh, be obedient to the commands of Christ. These are the basic instructions before we leave earth. Bible, you know, that's where that that's the acronym people have given it. And so <clears throat> for that groundbreaking moment for, for your particular life, I want to challenge all of you. For those of you that have a tendency to be lazy and unproductive and kind of sluggard with this, if you can't be trusted to do the very bare minimum of the task that was given to you, why in the world would God ever then unload a a a, a large, uh, groundbreaking, earth shattering, uh, a life altering event to you when you can't be trusted with the time that you've been given now? You're just waiting for this this big event to happen, and a lot of people can't deal with the light that they have already, and so when they ask for more. And then they receive more and then they are lazy with the more they've gotten. All they've done is they've they have pronounced judgment upon themselves, because if you were given more then more is expected of you. And when you don't produce, you get that instance with the servant that had the, the one talent and decided to bury it in the dirt. So, amen. I mean, like um, to double down on what you're saying here for me, for me personally, I heard this. Um, I heard this example a while a while back when i was when i was a lot younger um someone told me that you know waiting on the lord does not look does not look idle like what like what you were saying and uh and to your point all the things that the lord has put inside of scripture for us to do he's given us commandments to be doing these things and uh waiting looks like what a wait a good or a or somebody about their business waiter or waitress does at a restaurant you know they come they they come and ask you like hey you know how's everything going my name is this and that what what would you like to eat what would you like to drink or they'll start with drinks first and stuff like that and then they'll they'll take your order and then they'll go off and then you won't see them because they're doing the work they're doing other things they're not just standing at their standing at your table like this waiting for you to decide any old thing (laughs) They're, they're doing other work and they're bringing you your drinks and like while you're bringing it like hey do you need some time you're good to go you're like oh you need a little bit more time not a problem and they're going on to more tasks that mm-hmm. they are doing. And when I heard that example, I was like, that's so spot on, especially with all the examples that you gave earlier. You know, you're, you're baptizing in the name of Jesus, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're baptizing people. You're you're praying to people. You're, you're you know, you're praying for people. Excuse me. You're um you're feeding you're feeding the um the hungry you're clothing the naked you know you're you're going to the sick and in prison like these are some of the things that scripture is telling us that these are the things that we need to be doing in in addition to praying and without ceasing and we talked about this on another podcast and in our private conversations it's like you can't you cannot be self 
like focused when you when you're always praying because how can you there's no way you're going to keep praying without ceasing about yourself there's going to be a time when what what how much woe do you really have in your life you know you have to look out to the others look out to the brothers and the sisters how can i pray for you how you know is there anything that i could do for you like what you know you need anything you're always looking to be in service i wanted to read this um to you also because scripture uses a lot of um a lot of examples of agricultural type of um type of things like bringing bringing uh the spiritual back to a physical place that we can understand in the aspect of agriculture or growing things being a farmer or planner you know and it says uh this is james 5 7 through 8 it says be patient therefore brothers until the coming of the lord see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being patient about it until it receives the earth until it receives the early and late rains you also be patient establish your hearts for the coming of the lord is at hand one of the things that we want to make sure that we are doing when we are trying to, when we are being patient is not only are we taking the word, taking the Lord at his word, this is what you said and you cannot lie. So I am, I am believing on what you're said and I'm, I'm waiting. And in that waiting, there's an expectation. We, we as we as people who are waiting on the Lord need to be expecting that God is going to do something, you know, as the, to the, to the um, example here, you have that, you have the farmer, the farmer doesn't sit there and clean up the area, get rid of the um, weeds and, and, um, and the excess rocks and all this stuff like that. He doesn't turn the soil over to make it fertile area and all of that stuff like that to plant a seed and not expect something to happen there. He's doing all of that in expectation of planting the seed, in expectation of doing what is necessary to cultivate and and grow what he's what he's put down there. And then when that comes up, he's also expecting it to bear fruit so that he can harvest said fruit or said thing that he's planted. So there's an expectation aspect that's also should be tied to waiting on the Lord. That is also not anywhere that it's on a completely different spectrum than being idle and just waiting for something to happen. It's not you have to do something. You have to do your part in it. And mm -hmm. your physical activity shows your shows your spiritual stance because what you are doing is driven by what you believe in the spirit to to be um coming your way. So um how do you, how do you, how does that hit you? Or how do you feel about that? The, you know, as you were talking, it brought to mind that scripture and I don't exactly know where it is, but it essentially is it blessed is the servant who's found, you know, doing what was told to do for him to do when, when the master returns, right? There's that mm -hmm. instance where you have the one that says, well, my master has been away for a long time. So he starts to eat and drink and beat his servants. And the other one is found being faithful. And there's that level of being found, waiting and working. You're you're actively waiting in expectation for the second coming of the Lord. You're you're looking on high. You're you're trying to set your mind to heavenly things and not earthly things all the time. You're 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 expecting, but you're not being idle expectation. You are actively working in expectation, and so your work then marries up with your waiting. And uh, there's a passage in Isaiah that's so it's extremely profound. 
when you when I read when I'm going to read it and I'm going to just explain something, it says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Incredible passage, because ultimately what it's saying is the Lord is waiting for you to wait. He's waiting for you to start waiting on him, for you to start showing patience towards him and his. It says he exalts himself to show mercy to you. He's waiting for you to wait in expectation of his mercy and his grace, not on the earth and the world and man and what they can provide, but he waits in, in, in gracious expectation for you to start waiting upon him. And I just, as I was reading that earlier, I was like, my goodness, uh, uh, how gracious is our God. So very gracious, you know, his, his patience is for, uh, is for, so nobody will go to hell. You know, he, he's 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 holding that back and giving us this time so that we can get it together. Like, you know, what I mean, we can submit and yield. We can yield to his sovereignty because God is God, whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. He He's on the throne and it doesn't matter what you believe. Like you, you'll you'll know the truth at the end because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Um, one of the one of the other things about waiting on the Lord is understanding that it's not all about you. Jesus said, I have to be about my father's business and we are all supposed to be about our father, heavenly father's business. Like a lot of the times we get very self-centered earthly minded you know we want we want this house on the hill we want this kind of car we want this and that and you know uh if i just believe on the lord and unleash my faith these things are gonna happen too but mike where where is the lord's kingdom in all of these statements and all of these grand illusions uh that you may have in your head you know um it says it says uh you don't have because you don't ask and you don't receive because when you ask, you ask the wrong motives, you know, like you're, you're everything that you do is to spend on your own selfish desire or to do with your own selfish desire. What about his kingdom? What about the people that do not know Christ and they don't have a relationship with the almighty? The only way to receive um, salvation, the only way is through Jesus Christ. That's it. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. don't. People don't know because you ain't out there opening your mouth about that. You're too worried about where you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, where you're going to do this and that. All, all of these things that the Lord is going to provide for you and has provided for you all this time. You have not been destitute your entire life. You haven't. I'm sorry. You just have not. So these these are the things that we occupy our mind with instead of the things of the spirit and when you're a believer your mind should be focused on eternity more than it is here yes there's stuff that you got to do here of course you have to put a a a, a monocule of um effort and thought toward the physical because the bible tells us that a, a man a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children there's things that you have to do while you're here but that should not be your main focus these things will take care of themselves if you're diligent if you if you're diligent and you're thinking about what you need to be doing and you set aside time for that 
and you do those things when you say you're going to do them, you should have more than enough time to always make sure that the spiritual is taken care of first and foremost. First and foremost, spiritual. Do what you got to do and then back to spiritual. And if you got some stuff to do, then back to spiritual. Your mind has to always keep going back there because if it doesn't, you'll stay locked into the physical and God is spirit. You cannot please him when you're not when you're not walking and thinking in the spirit, you're not moving in that direction. So there's a, another level to it about the um you know about waiting on the Lord. Wait, make sure you're waiting on the spiritual aspect more than you're waiting on the Lord to do some miraculous thing in your physical life. And and uh also make sure that waiting on the Lord isn't an easy thing all the time because we all have our agendas. We all have, mm-hmm. you know, the check marks and checkpoints in our life that we thought we were going to be somewhere. So, you know, this far or whatever. And there's a myriad of different rabbit holes you can go down. Maybe you weren't uh, spiritually minded and in, in about your father's will uh, for a long time. And you found yourself in this, in this strange place and, and your life got unhinged and all these, all these different things could have unfolded for you. But there's another element to awaiting upon the Lord. And I believe that's in the desert area. That's where the Lord may may leave you alone for a while. You may you may have this feeling of I felt I felt as though the Lord has uh, become quiet to me, or the Lord has uh, allowed me to. Uh, I feel distant. There's a distance between Him and I. You know, we we've had this open line of communication for for so long, and all of a sudden, I've been placed in this area. Uh, of the desert and, and, it, you know, I don't hear anything and I don't feel anything and I, I feel alone. And it, it, the temptation um, to do when you're in those areas is for some people is to say, well, maybe I'm not even saved. You know, there's this, there's this situation where the Lord has abandoned me and others is, is bitterness and anger. You know, why would you, why would you put me in this place where I feel emptier and alone or, or like you've left or, or all these different things. But, when we're waiting on him, sometimes all we have is the knowledge of his character. Uh, we, we know who God is. We know he's unchanging. We know that he is who he says he is. And even if we don't feel anything or hear anything, he still remains. And we are putting our hope and trust and faith in him in this place of desert waiting is what I'll call it. And sometimes you're there for refinement. Sometimes you're there for maturity. Sometimes you're there because he wants to get your attention in, in, in one way or another. There's no way that he was getting your attention when he was near to you and you were continuing on in some things that he didn't approve of. And so he said, if you want it that way, I'll, I'll take a step back for a little bit. And then it really got your attention. And so I, I want us to understand that there's a multitude of facets of waiting on the Lord. But I do want to read to you uh, from Second Peter, my last scripture that I'll have for tonight is Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, They will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at that list, it's it's compounding. It's while you're 
while you're waiting, supplement your faith with virtue and godliness and knowledge and doing these things. And these things are while you're waiting, you can continue to wait and continue to do these elemental truths of the faith. And if you do it, you won't be unfruitful and you won't be ineffective while you wait, while we continue on, while you're confirming your election unto faith, while you're increasing of your faith through the spiritual aspects of the knowledge of Christ. Um, and so the goal is to wait, but to want. Wait, but to want. And wanting from him what he has for you while still working for him. You, di- you didn't head to the unemployment line. Keep working. Keep coming to work every day. Keep showing up. Keep doing your, to- your, your task the way you were called to do it. Whether it seems small in your eyes, you know, who, who is it that would that would look upon the day of small things and think it's insignificant that you have something that you don't seem it's, it's one of these television preachers and you're just, well, I'm just doing this little thing. It's not insignificant. So don't think of it as it is insignificant. It is significant. It's significant to your ministry and it's significant to God because he gave it to you, whether as small in your eyes as you think it is. So continue on. Amen. Psalms 130 and five says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word, I hope. It's another thing about waiting on the Lord. Got to have hope. You have to hope that, you know, the, the Lord is, is who you say is. You have faith. You believe in that. I hope on that. I'm hoping not that, you know, my eyes will see the day. Not that it, not that it looks like what is going on right now like everything looks like turmoil everything's upside down like it's so much uncertainty in the world but i know that my god is faithful i have faith in the one who is faithful so when the world looks like it's burning down it does not affect me because that i have my faith in the lord i am patiently waiting on my lord and my savior so these are things that um also it's just um, things that I just wanted to double down for people. You know, the the hope, you have hope. You got the expectation. You know, you have the, the spiritual, the spiritual priority needs to be there for you to be able to, to continue to move forward and not miss a beat. Like you said, Walter, when you start to focus on physical things, little things like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this podcast or I'm doing this this ministry based thing and people aren't showing up or you know I'm going to church I'm going to church to church to church and like they're not they're not biblically correct like you know according to scripture and you and you're trying to pull people to the side and ask you know why is this happening when scripture says this and they don't have a good answer for you and like they don't want to change. It's it's always it's always something that you're going to come across, or somebody even even you know challenge your 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 faith. You know you you're in a place in that they're like, well, I don't think that's very godly. Like, yo, let's have the conversation. Like, and now they're lost. You know they don't want to have the conversation with you because in their mind they're writing you off because you're not following it in their mind to how it's supposed to be. It's very convoluted. We have to remember that we have to have a humble aspect about ourselves as well. We need to be humble. We need to be willing to have the conversation, to sit down, to be patient with people who are not 
scripturally where they should where where they might should be at to have the conversation like, look i understand that you're thinking this way but let me show you scripture or let me or let me bring you to this place and you know the lord has not forsaken you the lord has not left you scripture says i will never i will never leave you or forsake you so like if that's not a thing if you are doing what you're supposed to do and you're in a dry season you think the lord is if he's right if he's right next to you and you can see him and feel him and touch him because he is right there but like you said, there's a, that is a maturing aspect. Sometimes the Lord leaves you and like le- leaves you to to what you're doing to watch. He never leaves, but he leaves you to whatever you're doing to see. Just because you can't hear from me, are you going to continue on? Or are you going to shrink? Are you going to stop just because you're not hearing from me? Or are you going to continue what? on the last things that I've talked to you while you just said that, one of the things you can look at it as is, is from the difference between a parent to a child and the difference between a parent to a, a son that's mature. The child has to constantly be monitored because that child will go and do whatever. Chew on an electrical cord, fall off the bed, run outside in the street, constantly have to be monitored. But the mature child, the mature uh, son to father thing, he can trust him to do the right thing. At least not put himself in immediate danger to where I have to be over you the whole time. So I just wanted to put that in there that there, there's a, the relationship sometimes seems different to different maturity levels. Hugely the factor, not how many times you go to church, not how many, not how many demons you cast out or not how many, whatever, like, like whatever you can think Christianity or being a believer in Christ is, is truly the relationship with Christ. It's not do you know Christ, it's does Christ know you? You have a relationship with the Almighty. And we and we get, you know, we want to produce fruit, that's fine. It, you're, we're supposed to produce fruit because they, you can tell them by their fruit. But this is another thing. We need to remember, like you just pointed out, you have an adolescent stage, you have a child stage, you have an adolescent mm-hmm. stage. You have all of these different stages and you have to be developed. You are a plant. You are being watered. You are being fertilized. You are being you are being um sectioned off. You you've been plucked up out of the ground to be put somewhere else and 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 segregated from from other types of uh people and things and different things like that for your betterment. You're 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 a seed. When's the last time you seen a seed get up and go plant itself? It's not a thing. <laughs> it is not a thing. There is outside influence upon you, and you have to know how to navigate this outside influence based on your knowledge, your understanding, and your wisdom of scripture. What have you been putting inside of yourself? Do you have that? Do you have your eyes? Do you have your spiritual eyes? He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. You know, do you have these things? Have you been working on that? So when these things happen, you can identify and move accordingly. Instead, we've talked about this in other podcasts as well. Like, you know, people are holding on to something so much. They're like, you know, I can't live without this thing. I got to have this person, this 
this uh, outside influence, this bottle, this this cigarette, this whatever. Like, you know, I'll surrender everything else to the Lord, but this I got to hold on. I can't live without this thing. Like, it's such a crazy statement and it's such a, it's such a statement that will provoke an almighty God to jealousy. He will break your fingers to let you know that you don't need that thing. He will get that out of your hand because he is not, he is a jealous God and he's not going to allow nothing like that, nothing like that to be in between him, him and, your, and you. Mm. So like the, these things, when you have the ears to hear, the eyes to see, you understand that this thing is being taken away from me. And I'm fine with that because it's being taken away from me by the almighty. I'm letting go freely. There's a, it's, there's a shifting, there's a moving that's happening now, and I have to be open and have that relationship with the Almighty to know, okay, I have been being diligent with that, and now this thing is going from me. So I now I'm letting go before it is broken and yanked from me, and now I'm damaged. Mm. And mm. now I'm damaged. So. Right. That like the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let you be the one to wrap everything up, is that, you know, there's outside influences here. We cannot we cannot blame our parents if our parents weren't as spiritually minded as we would have liked them to be and came up and like and like showed us. And said, All right. So this is this and this is that we, we can't. This is not a place to start blaming somebody else for where you are. Now you are where you are. It's time to it's time to buckle down. It's time to get in the word. It's time to pray. It's time to ask for the Lord to give you the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and to move forward. It's time to it's time to beg and plead the Almighty that the Holy Spirit speak to you and give you uh, and give you your marching orders when it comes to that stuff. It is time to know what scripture tells us to be doing in the in the meantime, in between time when we're not hearing this miraculous thing that moves us emotionally to do different things like that. It's not time to be an emotional preacher. It's time to be locked in. It's time to be hearing from the Almighty. And if you aren't hearing from the Almighty, it's time to be doing the last thing that you have been given in scripture or you have been or you heard the last thing that you heard from the Almighty. It's time to be very diligent, very intentional, and very aware. Don't be asleep. You know, wrapping all this up, guys, what we're trying to just encourage you to be is be diligent with your time. Don't use the phrase, I'm waiting on the Lord, to be lazy and ineffective and a slug. Um, continue to do what is uh, the basic will of God while you wait on him to then move you. If you've been in prayer about it, if you truly want to be in his will, and if you truly want to be used, these are all, again, uh, factors that need to be considered. Do you want to be used? Are you putting yourself in a position to be used? Are you wanting truly his will over your will? These are all things that you need to take into consideration before you ever get one of those groundbreaking things. Because like Tyreek said, he's not going to be put in, in a secondary place. It, and it's not going to move if you're just steeped in idolatry and you want him to come in and be the bulldozer to kind of move you out. And so you can keep living like a pagan. You, you have to understand how God works before you can expect something from him. Okay. Stop 
making him into something you want him to be and start acknowledging what he actually is by his character. And you won't know that unless you're in the word. So I encourage you to be in the word, to be in prayer, to wait and to work. And we're just so thankful that you're here with us guys. Like always, we're just so blessed to have this and like, share and subscribe. And like always, we love you and God bless.